With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello everyone. Welcome to the House of David Ministries. I am Pastor Keith Allen. I'm Pastor Summer Allen. And we are going to be doing Bible study this week going over the uh, the king lineage of Israel as well as the uh, uh, first five uh, words in the B section of the concordance. So, uh, yeah, I know the, the lineage was kind of hard, everyone, um, but I do have it up. Um, and I'll try and email this to everyone. Uh, so I'll do my best to get that out to you guys so at least you'll have it. It's good information to have and to study on to know who was in, you know, in uh, power during certain times of the prophets and and Jesus and, and everyone else. So it's good to know. Cause... Go ahead. I kind of looked at Elmina earlier, and I have one up in front of me. Um, Bajor has, like, a column that says they did good, they did right. <laughs> no. No, no. I just, I got timelines. Oh, okay. So. I actually saw that one. <laughs> I mean, I saw a few of them like that. I'm like, is that normal? <laughs> this is the first time I've seen it. <laughs> well, I guess people describe it, you know, however they're going to describe well, it. Well, you're going to describe it the way they rule, you know. Some of them were so arrogant and bad that they, that's why, you know, the children of Israel went into captivity, you know, when Nebuchadnezzar came through, you know, and, um, and got got a hold of them, and they, they kept going into bondage over and over again because the ruler wasn't right. And when the ruler is not right, when the when the head is not right, the body suffers, and that's what happens. So the whole nation is condemned for what the leader is doing. Not to mention that because they're following suit as well. So it kind of hurts everyone else because, you know, you've got majority uh, of the people idolizing false gods, uh, worshiping, doing sacrifices, and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it leads to God, you know, putting judgment on a whole entire nation. Right. So and that judgment is to put them in a captivity to help them um, hopefully see that they're wrong in their ways and change. And remind them who God is. Yeah. <laughs> The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Amen. Yes, indeed. Yep. So we'll start going over the five words. I mean, for the most part, the first five words were pretty much the same. They were just um, either in the plural sense or in the sense of, um, you know, adding on a, a second name to it or something. But it all meant the same. Um, we had Baal, of course, uh, 
meaning master, uh, having dominion over, husband, marry, lord. So when when they say you're worshiping Baal, that's what they're saying. They're, you're, you're making Baal your lord, your master. Mm-hmm. And what did Jesus say? No one can serve two masters, but you will hate the one and love the other. Right. So you can't have two gods. You can only have one, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like someone saying, oh, my favorite color is blue and orange. It's not your favorite, Dan, if you got two. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Right. So, but, um, and then you got Bill Off with the A-H in it. And, again, that means mistress. Now, if right. I've got something different, let me know. No, i got mistress on that. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. And did you get where... Um, that one also was a name for Saul's um, great-grandparents. Okay. Was um, Because it was not only the... The Phoenician. 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 But it was also the Reubenites. Okay. That worshipped this image. Okay. And Saul's um, great-grandfather worshipped that image, too. I'm sorry. He was a worshiper of that image as well. Okay. So. All right. Mm-hmm. And then we have... Yeah, it, go ahead. Go ahead, Mindy. I just, what I found interesting, what's really frustrating is I had all these notes on my laptop, and I'm having the technical issues. <laughs> so I found some. But, um, what I found was interesting with Baal, it's actually a, it's a common word in all of the Semitic la- languages. Mm-hmm. So it means Lord, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so everything is like Lord of this, Lord of that, you know, Lord of something. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I guess I guess it's like kind of like they would just find a Lord of anything to worship, just yeah. whatever they could. They were they were worshiping it. Exactly. <laughs> and that's, and she's exactly right. If it's a rock, hey, let's put a face on this rock and <laughs> call it Lord. Bible. Mm-hmm. 
all throughout. I mean, you can find bail. I mean, the the B A A L. I mean, you find that in so many scriptures. They got to hear. Uh, it's saying it was in Numbers, Judges, First Kings, Second Kings, Jeremiah. You know, um, even in Hosea and Romans and Sephesians and Hosea. Mm-hmm. It was in all these books. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just it's just it's crazy that that one that one deity uh, end up ends up you know lingering like no one can change this this thing. Right. You know, it's right. like you know when they first came out of Egypt, they built the golden calf. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you know God just got you out and now you want to worship something else. You know, mm-hmm. this ain't four hundred years ago, um, after the fact. This is like. A, a couple weeks, <laughs> you know, well, after the fact. Well, I keep getting about it, too, just like um, Melinda was saying, as far as God of anything, mm-hmm. is that if you bring it to today's time, people have made anything a God. Yeah. If you go ahead and flip that. Um, a God could be a person, <clears throat> whether it be, you know, a husband or a wife mm-hmm. or even children, you know, or it could be an authoritative person in your life. Yes. You know, some people deify their boss, you know, even. You know, that they'll completely bow down to them, you know, or worship them. Yeah, I know. You know, or even today, everybody is going with this thing of branding. Mm. It's like literally a, um, a business type, mm. branding. Mm-hmm. And they're branding themselves as a name, Right. So they're like saying, okay, I'm trying to get my name out there as the name, you know, a household name, a name that is spoken by everyone. But then that's almost deifying that person because now this person has followers, you know, who um, are looking to be educated by this person or get wealth, you know, or or um, understand it better of how how great this person is and the great things that they're doing. Well, you know, so you have to be careful. I know, but in in, mm-hmm. in in defense of some people who go out and try to... Oh, I'm not saying everyone. Yeah, and do that. It, it's, it's the people who, like you said, who follow, who try to raise up the individuals mm-hmm. um, who are, you know, Atlanta Foundation is trying to do something. Mm-hmm. So sometimes... We we all can find ourselves in that situation where mm-hmm. people try to deify you, right. and you're like, "Hey, wait a minute, <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm doing this for this reason." Mm-hmm. You know, you guys need to take a step back. You know, true. Mm-hmm. You I was know. just giving an example. Yeah. Now, it's not everyone who brands does it, but it just makes you step back and think of the actual, you know, business type of branding, mm-hmm. the, the name branding. But um, uh, another person too who did what you had said was. Um, uh, the one Pastor Smith Wigglesworth. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you say Wigglesworth? Yes. <laughs> His name is Smith Wigglesworth. He is a very um, he's a very well known pastor um, from years ago. Um, I may have uh, <clears throat> a, a, one of his books here, but anyway, he was one of those pastors who. Um, was one of the early parts of the charismatic church, you know. Um, and one thing that he's known for is that 
he had said to the Lord that he did not want anyone to honor him, that he wanted them always to honor God. And he had he had made a statement and had said, if anyone begins to deify or um, exalt me, I want you to take me away, <laughs> you know, at that moment, right? This is what he had said. And literally, you know, at the end of his book, um, because it wasn't him who wrote his book, it was one of his assistant pastors who had wrote his book, they said that literally one time during a, because um, he had a gift for deliverance and healing, and I guess there was a, de- a deliverance service, and, and um, there was a lady who had came to the service, and um, she comes, you know, screaming from the back because, you know, he's about to start doing the healing service, right, or deliverance service. And she's screaming from the back of the church, and she's like, oh, you know, just screaming, you know, Pastor Wigglesworth, can you see that? Yeah. Yeah, she's like, Pastor Wigglesworth, you know, and she's like saying something like, you know, I can't remember exactly how she said it, but she was in some way deifying him in her heart. And when she did that, he literally fell down dead. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. And he literally, the Lord gave him what he asked um, for. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's like one of those people who said, you know, hey, I don't want the glory. Glory only goes to God. Oh, to God, and I do me. not want it. And if somebody begins to do that, then Remove he me. said, take me out of here. Remove me so they can see who God is. So they can know that it's about you and it's not about me. And um, so if you ever, he's, he's um, the, the person who wrote the book, I guess it's W Hacking. Um, I'll send you that information. So if you wanted to read a couple of his books, they're very good reads, okay? But he's definitely known for that. This particular book um, is the one where it's spoken about that that happened. Uh, okay? Just kind of going along with what we were talking about. So he's like, I'm not going to become another band. <laughs> <laughs> you are not about to uplift me, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's so, you know, with sometimes with these people and some of these, you know, ways that they conduct their religious um, orders, some things are a little bit, you know, tipping the scale, you know, mm-hmm. you know kneeling down, bowing down before someone and things like that. Yeah. That that's that's not should not be done. We should not be bowing down before anyone except for the Lord. You know? I'm gonna keep balance on that. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to Got curb <laughs> my enthusiasm on yeah, that there's, one. There's one individual. <laughs> yeah, but we know Yeah, but I don't mind telling you know, we won't Give any more characteristics around it. We already know. I know you're kind of getting the hints here, Mindy. <laughs> One individual that, uh, yeah. You get everyone to bow. Okay. And yeah. do you well, want to go to the next one? Well, like I said, they all mean the same. The, the Belath is a mistress of a whale or a pit. Mm. So if you think about that pit, bale, you know, a bottomless pit and a whale, you know, 
Mm. If you put that in your mindset, you know, mm. and this was um, the Baalath was in the uh, uh, Palestine, Palestine rather, um, 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 one of their deities. Because it's just weird because you know they all have the same form of the name, like Mindy was saying earlier, mm-hmm. but they all kind of is a different god to them. Mm-hmm. You know, different description, right? Right. Different gods, so which is so weird. So, and then the next one, which is the Baalath bear, is the same as you know the one before that we spoke of. So it's, it's like I said, it's, it's so much similarities in how people do things. It's like a repetitious thing. You know, my neighbor's house is you know, green, so I want mine to be green and look like his and put my yard and, you know, all my lawn stuff out just like he he, he does. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like going to a pleasant deal or something and everybody <laughs> with the same. With the same thing going on. Yeah. Because, you know, down in, um, in, in Orlando, there's this uh, community, uh, and the name escapes me right now, uh, it'll come back to me, but it's this community that, that Disney had built, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, anyone can live there, of course, and uh, you can buy the homes, but the the the, uh, the rule is you're not allowed to, to do any of your yard work. You're not allowed to plant any flowers or any trees or whatsoever in your yard. Everything is uniform. Wow. Your yard looks just like your neighbor yard next to you, or 20 houses down. It wouldn't mean that everything looks the same. The houses, <laughs> everything, the yard. Yeah, so it's like weird to go and see this, you know, but that's what these people are doing with this uh, deity. It's like whatever the neighbors are doing, let's let's do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Let's just say follow suit, you know, mm-hmm. which is weird. So. Well, another thing, too, that keeps coming to mind is, is that, you know, the Lord has said in the last times that they would say, Lo, he is over here, lo, he is over there, but he's telling you do not go. You know, because it's like, you know, um, everybody, you know, will follow somebody, you know, and say, oh, okay. Now, I've, I've heard the comments before, the cliche type, you know, comments before, where they'll say, oh, this church is dead, and this church is alive. Right. right? And just because someone said it. <laughs> Me is for you and doesn't make it so. <laughs> everybody migrates to that church where everybody said, oh, they got this, you know, they got the spirit over there, <laughs> you know, or they say, you know, oh, they, you know, their, um, their music department is so great. You know, so it's like people follow or just like sheep, and I've seen it happen time and time again. They 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 migrate just like sheep, rather than listening to the voice of God and doing exactly what He said. And I have to keep saying this and shouting this out: Try the Spirit, mm-hmm. by the Spirit, <laughs> to see that it is of God. Right. Don't just take someone's word for it. You've got to understand the spirit. Well, that's true. And, and like I said, when, when I was down in Florida at my church down there, down in South Florida, um, 
so many people was like, oh, come to our church, come to our church. Uh-huh. You know, I was already involved with this church. They're like, oh, you know, we got X amount of members. We got to, you know, you know, the preacher's real good. He, he, you know, he's live. You know, you know all this other stuff. And but I was happy where I was because I was actually learning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of got that excitement like Mindy gets sometimes when she learns something. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> 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 that's how I was, and I was like that, like all the time. Right. You know, because even the the the, the uh, pastor himself, what he would do is. You know how when you go to most churches, they hand out the, the program, mm-hmm. right? Well, his program actually had um, questions in it, and it had blank spaces and stuff. So as you're listening to him preach, he's filling in the blanks for you. Wow. And so it kind of got you interactive mm-hmm. with wanting to learn exactly what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And so... And I respected that because he didn't just spill out a, a, a sermon, but he took the time to to walk through these questions that he already had laid out in the, in this um in this uh, program that he he gave us, which was pretty cool. Right. I enjoyed it. And then, like afterwards, like I said, I you know I went to do my studies with the the uh, couple, mm-hmm. and um and and I and I enjoyed it. And that's that's the thing is is that it's just like um, when we go to school, you know, not everybody is going to to go to every class. Not everybody's going to be involved in every class. Some people lean more, like they say, to the left side of their brain from the right side of their brain. Some people, you know, just can, can study and pass the test. You know, so their <laughs> attendance is terrible, but they, you know, they're you know. Sigma cum laude or whatever, you know, it's like, you know, you don't understand because we're all human beings. There's really no cookie-cutter way. Right. So you cannot, some people prefer to have the large crowd versus other people who like the smaller, more intimate setting. Right. Because, and then, you know, some people don't want to get that deep. And then other people want to get that deep and even go further. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just really what's in that person. So on both sides to the coin, you know, it, you know, it's the the way that someone wants to learn. But the only thing that is cookie cutter is is try the spirit by the spirit <laughs> to see the things of God. Yeah, you always got to make sure that you you know staying rooted and grounded in Jesus and never walk away from that. So, so what, what's an example of trying the spirit by the spirit? Just asking God for a sign? Okay, um, hey, this is you. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not a sign. It's pretty much like you have to build up. It's a discernment. So you have to build up your spiritual man, you know what I mean, to get to the point where you are discerning of spirits. Because that's that's something that all of us, should have. That's not just a gift that just one person has. Everybody should have that gift of discernment because that is what tells you or, you know, uh, makes you keen about what's going on in the spirit realm. I'll say that, the spirit realm. So it's about seeing or um, interpreting what is the spirit that is that is coming. 
like, I'll give you an example. Okay, Jesus and the disciples. Peter comes to Jesus, says, hey, these people over here, they're preaching, and they're over here healing people and laying hands. Let's go over there and stop them. <laughs> That's what he said. Jesus turns around to him and says, Peter, what spirit are you, uh, what spirit are you of? Meaning that in what spirit is, is, is present, yeah, present. right now and coming out of him. And then he rebuked him and said, Satan, get thee behind me. Because um, he was coming and playing off of what the enemy had spoken to, probably spoken to his ear or probably mm-hmm. playing off of his jealousy or his rage. Mm-hmm. Because we know that Peter was very anxious yeah. and very, you know, quick to just, you know, go right. and fight. Right. So he probably was just playing off of that and saying, you know, speaking into his ear and saying, hey, you need to just go kill those people. They, you know, <laughs> they're not mm-hmm. right, you know, or whatever. So he knew, okay, what spirit are you listening to? You see what I'm saying? And what spirit is this coming out of you? Because this ain't you. So in, in example, that is one of the examples in the Bible that speaks of trying the spirit by the spirit because God was like, okay, hold on, or Jesus was like, oh, okay, hold on, this ain't the right spirit. But he didn't just take everything that people said. He was always walking in the spirit. And the Bible tells you to always walk in the spirit. Right. So the only way to walk in the spirit is to make sure you're building up that spiritual muscle, and that's about spending time in the presence of God. When we spend time with the Lord, it builds up our um, spiritual man, and it builds up all of the gifts that God has for you as well. And then you'll begin to trust in it because you can you know, some people can feel it, some people can see it. And then some people, like they say, you know, they sense it in some sort of way, you know. Like specifically knowing, like, which spirit that is. Now, that grows into maturity, specifically knowing a name of a spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that goes with maturity. First, you begin with discernment of knowing what, you know, if something doesn't it's like you sense it not being right, like right and wrong. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's almost mm-hmm. a sense of good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes we are actually born with that because I don't know if you have you ever been around someone and just had this feeling like this person's not right. I need to get away from them, you know, or even an area. Like if you've been in an area of town or, or, or something like that and you start to sense like, wow, there's some sort of danger near, right? It's kind of like a spidey sense, like they say. You know what I mean? Or, you know, or, you know, in, in whatever, you know, situation, I don't know if you've ever felt that before, but that's something that you're kind of like born with. So that's, you know, on a lower level. But as you receive the Holy Ghost and the Lord begins to work in, in you and through you, your level of spiritual discernment rises. It gets stronger. Then you start to sense if something is, you know, definitely if something is good or if something is bad. 
if you allow yourself to listen to that spirit of the Lord. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then um, as far as discerning of what the name of that spirit is, like I said, that comes to maturity, asking God and um, trusting his voice mm-hmm. inside of you because the Lord will give you that name. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll give it to you. It's not like some power of your own because it's not ever by your power. It's by God. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Because he says it's not by your power or by your might, but by the spirit, you know, um, that says the Lord. He He says it's by his, you know, by him. You see what I'm saying? So it's just about spending that, that, that special time with God, getting closer and closer and closer, and he will show you. Got it. Yeah, I know it It may sound like it's uh, um, hard or difficult, and it's not. It's just about the letting go. Letting well, go. It's so easy for me. <laughs> it's not easy for anybody because we are trained when we very first <clears throat> are born, and you'll even see that when you have children. You'll start to look at, at your kids, and you'll see some things about them that are very, very spiritual because they haven't um, fully accepted everything about, you know, this realm, right? So um, I remember when my son was born, and my son um, had these very, very piercing eyes because he has um, dark colored eyes like mine, the dark brown eyes. And uh, people used to look at him, and they were like, wow, he, it looks like he's looking through me. You know what I mean? I mean, people would say that all the time. And then Orion would give me a specific look. He wouldn't even cry, but he would give me, like, this look of sheer terror if there was, like, a certain, you know, I guess a person who was around or someone was trying to hold him, you know, and he would just look at me, and he would not break that stare, and he would just look at me like, get me out of here, get me out of this person's arms. I don't like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just a look that he gave. And uh, so he could really discern, you know. And then even, too, um, you know, your children, too, um, sometimes like if you're angry, and you may not even be saying anything, but um, you can just be angry. And your kids, they're not even looking at facial expression. They just know there's something wrong with you, you know. Mm-hmm. And they'll just come in like, Mommy, you okay? <laughs> you know, you're just like, wow, you know. Um, I didn't even show it. I'm standing over here washing dishes, you know. And uh, so I'm just saying, as children, and that's why he's, that's the reason why the Lord has said it, though, too, is that if you come as a child, you know, you, you know, this is, how it is in heaven, you know, completely innocent, completely free, completely let go. You see what I'm saying? And allowing the spirit of God to guide you and lead you. Not easy because we've been trained since a child to not be led by the spirit. (laughs) We have. So true. Mm -hmm. It is very true. We, we, like you um, have to unlearn almost, at least for me. <laughs> yes. Like I got to unlearn, unlearn <laughs> and relearn at the same time. <laughs> yeah, anyway. it, it, it is true. 
and you unlearn. You have to unlearn everything that was taught to you. Because we'll teach the kids, and we'll say to a kid, um, "Don't cry. It's not that bad." And they may be sensing something that's beyond our understanding. You see what I'm saying? But we're telling them, no, 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 don't you do that. Don't you do that. So now you're telling the kid, ignore what you <laughs> what you are feeling right now by the spirit. <laughs> oh, my. And, and restrict your body or restrict, restrict your soul from reacting. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, I mean, to speak, speak again, because yeah, as parents, we do it too. But we don't, we don't know because of the fact that we're not that spiritually heightened, you know what I mean, as they are. Well, the thing, mm-hmm. like you guys were saying, um, going back to this uh, bail thing, just like these people that kept carrying on over and over again, generation after generation. And Scripture tells you you can't put new wine into old skin. Right. Mm-hmm. And... I did a whole research thing on this once before, and I showed it to Summer. Um, back in the time of Moses, Jesus, and everyone, the, they had these uh, sheepskin um, pouches in which they carried their water or their wine in, mm-hmm. okay? Now, we all know wine has this firmament about it, mm-hmm. that when you put it into this sheepskin, it expands the, the, the pouch, because of the contents that are in there. Now, water won't do it, but the wine will. So if you've got an old sheepskin and you put new wine into it, it's going to burst it mm-hmm. because it can't contain that freshness that's being, you know, generated from this wine because this wine hasn't aged yet. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep old wine with old sheepskins and new wine with new sheepskins because that's what God is telling you. You have to renew yourself daily. In other words, even though you're still in the skin, mm-hmm. as Paul said, I am renewed every day. I'm a new man. I'm a new person mm-hmm. because he's allowing himself to be refilled with something new mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And when you take the new and you put it with the old, it taints it. And what, what the taints, you get with the tainting is, the burst skin. Mm-hmm. Your body can't hold it. You, you can't contain it because you, you're fighting against now what you knew mm-hmm. is no longer agreeing with what you're trying to learn. And then to give a, a good example of that is, is that sometimes when we learn something, <clears throat> um, we learned it, you know, in, in uh, you know, church or whatever situation, right, and then someone comes and gives you a, a, another revelation on that same scripture, and you say, nope, mm-mm, that's not what I learned. I learned this, and I'm not going to believe anything but this. <laughs> now, that's when you have restricted and say, okay, I cannot, um, I, w- I won't allow anything else to come in, you know, or no other understanding. And you say, I don't want to be new every day. I want to stay old is what you're really saying. But the thing and is, it's not, it's not defunking what you've already learned. It's giving you a, a different perspective because exactly. this thing can go a million different a million ways. A million different ways. A million different ways. Because God speaks through his, I mean, his word is so alive that it can be applied to so many areas of our life. 
it is so rich and so, like he said, a, such a seed. And a seed, when it even is planted, it sprouts many roots, not just one. So we can't just follow one root, but we need to follow every root that is possible that we can be able to, 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 to take, right. you know. And um, even if you do hear something and you don't understand it, it's still not on you to negate it or say, I won't eat that. It's on you to take that word to God and say, Lord, you give me the understanding of this, mm-hmm. you know, because God may be trying to tell you something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that old white uh, sheepskin, is, that's your old self. That's what that's representing? Yes. Mm-hmm. And your old self cannot accept something new because mm-hmm. for you, 2 plus 2 equals 4, and someone is telling you 2x plus 2 equals whatever, you know, and you're like, wait a minute, I know 2 plus 2 equals 4. You're trying to tell me 2x plus 2 equals 4. It doesn't compute to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Where's the x coming from? What's the value of the x? You know, you're trying to, <laughs> you're trying to you, know, you, you know, and you're trying to, you know, mm-hmm. You know, just reason um, yourself out of even understanding what has been presented to you mm-hmm. without even giving it a chance. And uh, going back to what Summer said about that is you're allowing, um, as a child, ch- children intake. They're like sponges. And like they said, they, their first five years of their life, they're like sponges. So whatever you give them, they're holding on to and they're taking it for value. Okay, so you can, I mean, a, a, a baby doesn't know that it's supposed to speak English or Spanish or Chinese. It is what is fed to that child is what they accept as this is what's going on in my neighborhood or in my household, and that's what they take it for. So if, for say, me and Summer was sitting here speaking um, German in the house, the kids would literally speak German because that's that's how it works. That's how you as children work, and this is how God is trying to tell you this is how you need to be. Take it in. Take it for what it's worth and allow yourself, again, to discern what is good and what isn't. It's, um, as Jesus says, he's separating the sheep from the goat. Mm-hmm. So you're you taking the good word, and you're taking in the other in the in the other sense the um, the word that isn't of any value, and you're just removing it. In other words, it's kind of like eating a chicken uh, a chicken drumstick. You know, you eat all the meat around it, but you don't chew the bone because you know the bone has no value to you, so you discard it. And it's I, I keep getting um, it's just like a kid because when babies get baby food. There's some food that what do they do?
they're not just looking at it, and we know we teach them, don't just say you don't like something without trying it. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing as adults. It's like funny because we tell kids this, you know. And we don't follow our own advice. We don't follow our own advice, you know. It's like don't fear it. Try it. And if it ain't right, then you go ahead and say, you know what, that ain't right, you know, and I'm not, and I don't want that anymore, you know. But don't just run around, you know, and just say, hey, I, I, I don't eat this and I don't eat that. Right, you know? right, yeah. Because God still may have something in it for you, something to enrich you, you know, some nutrients. Does anyone have anything to add? Any questions? Yeah, so maybe. Um, I did have a comment about the bow thing, one thing that um, that struck me when I was kind of looking it up. Um, was that, you know, all this, you know, when the Israelites were in their land, everyone surrounding them had some sort of Baal God. <laughs> um, but the Israelites were the only one who had a God with a very unique name and specific name, mm-hmm. you know. It, it, I don't, that kind of struck me. I found that very interesting. Well, it, it, it's kind of hard being that, that one person sitting on the sideline only believing in it, you know, and you got – 20 other countries around you believe in one thing and they're like, look at this fool over here believing in his one God, you know, <laughs> who we can't see, you know, and it's like, yes, I do. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, we always say, oh, a million people can't be, can't be wrong, you know, so that, that group of 10 people have got to be, you know, they got to be wrong since uh, the, the million is going this way, you know. Who's to say the opinion is not wrong and the 10 is right? You know, so sometimes you got to stand up for what you truly believe in um, and knowing who God is in your life, you know, don't don't allow yourself to fall victim to these these uh, false images and, and uh, beliefs, um, you know. I say God is, God is way beyond... Any statues, any um, other paraphernalia that you may think about. Um, that's why he said, "Don't make an image of him whatsoever." He's the he's he's the you know unseen God. He's the God of you know omnipresence. He's everywhere, you know. And, but you can't confine him to a spirit. I mean, not spirit to a, uh, um, a an object to say you know. Oh, here's my God. You know this 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 lamppost is my God, and the reason why He doesn't want that because that lamppost decays and it and it crumbles and it deteriorates and it and it falls down. It it doesn't have a life. So if you're saying that this thing is my God, and within a thousand years it starts to decay and fall apart, that means your God is dead, right? So if your God is dead, how can He be an everlasting God? How can He He be a God of of, of eternity? It doesn't work that way. That's why I say don't, don't, don't do it because that is not me. I'm greater than an image. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Regina, did you have anything you wanted to add? Not really. Any, any good parts of what you heard already? Um, 
I guess I was thinking that we were not on the topics we our homework, and um, that's good because I'm like I have to study it a little bit. And <laughs> and she was talking about um, well, I was reading that the Canaanites, and the question I had: Did they come up with the name Baal? What? Worship, uh, worshiping that false image, and then God told them to stop worshiping, worshiping that yeah, image. Yeah, so, the Canaanites. Um, uh, it was the, th- the thing about the Canaanites is there is a um, Israel uh, Israelite um, bond there. Um, some of the Israelites um, were in Canaan. Um, and they did um, go through that, um, falling into that part of knowing that Baal. Um, I have to truly dig and find out exactly where it originated so, from that I couldn't find. Uh-uh. Um, I wasn't but, sure. And I don't know that it even matters really, but I'm saying, you know, when I was reading that little bit, that was one of the theories that I read, you know, so I don't know if it's accurate or if, or if it's just a theory. No, no it, it might be a theory, but how are you, who's to say none of us were there, so everything's pretty much theory. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, yeah, so it really doesn't matter. It was just interesting reading it, you know. And then, like, Israel, there were so many, um, like, tribes, a lot. So I was, like, looking at all these names, and I'm like, what? Who the heck? Is this a group? You know, and I assume it's a group of people, (laughs) the way it's worded. But there's so many, like, um, offshoots of, I mean, they have a lot of names, but they were all Israelites, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, they're all Israelites, and the thing is, you have the twelve tribes of Israel. Okay. Yeah, but didn't they go beyond that? Uh, well, the twelve the twelve tribes are the twelve tribes. Um, you have, of course, it's kind of like your family. You know, you have uncles, aunts, cousins, nieces, nephews, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So your your lineage starts to spread out as you build that family tree, right? Hmm. So that's what happened. That's what happened. That the tree just kind of starts to fluff out, mm-hmm. you know. And then you do come up with other um, nationalities as clans or right yeah. clans and going. Yeah, going it seems like there were a lot of clans. I guess that, like you said, yeah. just grew out. You know, the family tree. Yep, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened with them. I was so. like, dang, man, that's like having the Baptists and the. I guess maybe that's wrong, but I don't know because the Canaanites start believing in Baal, you know what I mean? That's a great point you bring up, though, because it's exactly what happened to the Christian uh, world. Wow. We we branched out that way, and we all, as the Israelites did, they started believing whatever they wanted to believe, Mm -hmm. and Christianity, we branched out and saying, hey, Mm-hmm. I believe in this, so we're going to roll over here and we're going to do what we believe in. And the other part, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Protestants say we're going to do this. You know, the Catholics say they're going to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, the Great. 
and what so you know whatever you know so it's mm-hmm. you know and and the funny thing is like just like these people all don't believe in the name of that that deity of Baal but they all had different sets of how they worshipped and how mm-hmm. that deity looked to them and what it was and what it did and right. all this other stuff. Right. You know, we put on yeah, was, same uh-huh. instance. Yeah. We believe in Jesus Christ, but yet we can't come to the terms of saying, hey, this is this is it. The one, yeah. You know, yeah. so it's it's yeah. all about, you know, not, not you know, crying on Sunday, not um, tying your shoe from left to right, not, um, you know, going on this <laughs> All this crazy stuff that they come up with, it just yeah. makes no sense. Has nothing that to they do with have to come up with. Yeah. You know, especially in history, in, in American history, you know, whereas, um, well, anyway, it has nothing to do with idolatry, so never mind. <laughs> it's just that, like they're saying, because people, um, they, it, it now, it, it, they take away from the original, which is, Jesus Christ and him crucified. And that's even what Paul said. And we take a break from that and then literally go and try to, uh, okay, this scripture, this one scripture says this, and we interpret it this way, so we're going to build the whole church around that. It's like, okay, now the other million scriptures <laughs> that are sitting in the Bible, what, what about that? You know, so it's like, you know, we find some way to divide ourselves, you know. And it's like... Hmm. Thing is, is that just like even what we use as our tagline is, you know, unity in the faith. It's like we have to come into the unity of the faith. That's what love is about. Mm-hmm. I said divide, and, and <laughs> what did that bring up? Denomination. Yeah. That's what it is. Yep, division. Yeah, division. Mm-hmm. So when you have denominations, you have divided Christ. Right. Yeah. Ignorantly. <laughs> Did you want to uh, jump on the Kings before we jump out? I know we, we didn't get a chance to. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to touch yeah, the we Kings. Yeah, we talking about Bale so, all that time. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can say the Kings for another time, being that a lot of people didn't get a chance to do that. And um, we'll, we'll we'll dig into that a little deeper at another at a later date. Um, but I got I got a little stuff. <laughs> I got a slew of stuff here. So, I mean, we got the you know, you, the, the kingdom when it was united, when, you know, when one king ruled everything. Then we have the divided kingdoms where you had um, Judah and then you had, you know, Israel. So, then you had, so pretty much you had two kings mm-hmm. ruling over the um, children of Israel. Mm-hmm. So, and Judah was always, um, of course, the... Um, promised um, lineage of where Christ would come through. So, so hmm. let me ask you, Keith, is it split to Judah and Israel? Uh-huh. Um, kind of Israel is where, I mean, Judah was where, I guess, David ruled and ascended where Jesus was ascended from. What did they call a Judah when they reinstated? What, what, what happened was Saul, David, and Solomon they had control of everything, okay? It wasn't a Israel and Judah at the time. It was just mm-hmm. Jerusalem. Well, they didn't have Jerusalem at that time, but it, it was, you know, the, the whole tribe of Israel, all 
all 12 tribes were under those three uh, kings' rule, Saul, David, and Solomon. After Solomon is when the split happened. Okay, that's when things mm-hmm. fell up. Kids weren't doing what they're supposed to do in their um in their um in their reigns and things kind of separated. And so um I think weren't they two brothers? There's Jeroboam yeah, and they, 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 Well, no, they weren't no they, well I think um I don't think they were brothers um because in order to rule Judah you had to be out of that tribe. Mm-hmm. So um but the other um the other eleven tribes the, a king always came out of one of those other 11 tribes, whether it be Benjamin, um, um, uh, Zephi, and all the other ones that were there. So you had different kings going about through Israel. Mm-hmm. But through Judah, mm-hmm. you always had, it was their line. Mm-hmm. So you only had the one king. So in Israel is where all the funky stuff happened because you got eleven tribes vying for the for the king mm-hmm. for the kingship, and they all had a right to it. <laughs> so it was it was just kind of a little funky uh, thing going on down there. So, but I think even even looking at this um, how it's mapped out, I think that that is pretty much the same message that we keep getting over and over again. It's about this division, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. even in mm-hmm. earlier you know, in regards to new wine and old wine again, mm-hmm. you know, and and um, all of that just keeps, you know, repeating itself of saying, you know, dividing yourself, dividing yourself. Yeah, because, you know, a house divided cannot stand. Mm-hmm. That was a house divided. Mm-hmm. And what happened? When they were divided, Nebuchadnezzar came in, um, which was the Persian kings, all the way through uh, um, Xerxes. Mm-hmm. Um and then you had, um, you know, you know, uh, Alexander the Great and all mm-hmm. those guys came mm-hmm. through there and they conquered them, mm-hmm. and they were under somebody's rule like forever in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they kept dividing themselves constantly, you know, there was no unity, you know, to even be able to withstand <clears throat> all of what was coming mm-hmm. coming at them. I mean, right. and even if mm-hmm. you put that in today. It's like, okay, if somebody comes, and people do it all the time, they come and attack Christianity, and no there's no one standing for the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's just watching it happen, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of like sheep, you know, because actually what happens when sheep and some wolf comes, and they take off. They, 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 they hold a little, they, they take they, off. They like, take off and like, okay, if somebody gets picked off on the side, I mean, oh, well, <laughs> you know, you should have kept going. You know, it's, it's kind of like that, you know. So it's it's like, you know, um, we should be our brother's keeper. We should be, you know, unified. We should not be um, um, constantly judging one another because in that judgment becomes, you know, begins division, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, even the even and I wanted to say this though too, which is a good point, is is that when we go back to the beginning, so when Saul came in, the only reason why Saul was appointed was because of the fact that the people had said they wanted a fleshly king. Mm. They said, "I do not want to follow a king I cannot see." Mm-hmm. Now, is that not crazy? 
that now we are trying to follow a, a, a king that we cannot see. But that's that's their downfall <laughs> because now they wanted a king that they cannot mm-hmm. that they they uh, that they could see. Mm-hmm. It it fall, filters into wanting a God that you can see. Right. A God. Exactly. God is not a God exactly. you can see, and so that's right. why they started with this veil stuff. Started following these false gods because they wanted to see a a a, a God I can touch, I can feel. Right. Right. Okay. Right. And, and yet, it's still, it's still what they would talk to you. Right. And a little, little leaven, leaven is the whole lump. So, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened to them. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing now too is that that's the reason why I'm saying we cannot continue on taking that that and and, and uh, Regina, I'm not sure if you were on the line then, but we cannot continue on taking that 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 act of not trying the spirit by the spirit to see that it is in God. You have to go by the spirit. You cannot um, uh, discern something by the flesh because you don't know what you're dealing with by the flesh. Just like you know, the Lord said that you know, be you know kind to everyone because you may be entertaining an angel unaware, right? Because I'm unaware of who this person is mm-hmm. because of the fact that I'm not in the right spirit. You know what I mean? I'm not in the spirit at all. You know, so. I may treat this angel like, you know, get on out of here, you know, how people shoo away somebody who's a derelict or something on the street, and you may be telling that angel, nope, I don't want the message that you got for me. I don't want that blessing. Leave. Go. You know, and and now it's gone. You know? But, um, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's for us to not be like our ancestry. Right not to follow those traits and those things that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unlearn <laughs> what you have learned. But I think, I think each, <laughs> each generation tries to learn more and understand more, or I can't say, you know, and not so much just pick parts of the Bible, but it seems like we are, um, I don't know, kind of just, taking it out and taking it, I mean, piece by piece, taking it in, and it's mm-hmm. more applicable to daily life. And and then you guys are real, not that you're gods at all, but <laughs> it's nice to fellowship. Yes, it is nice to fellowship, and no, we are not gods. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but I'm just I'm only kidding. <laughs> we are kidding. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. We we all need to understand, and that's why I am so adamant about the Old Testament. Because until you understand the Old Testament, you won't understand the New. Or even where we are right now in the timeline. Yeah. You won't, you won't understand it because it's kind of like going to history class, and they tell you about the fourth, fifth, and sixth presidents and all this other stuff. Okay, so what about the first four presidents? What you know, where did they come from? Who were they? And all this stuff. So, so you're missing a part of the total history there. Mm-hmm. Or someone tells you about World War Two, and you go, okay, or was there a World War One? Yeah, but we don't talk about that. You know, it's like <laughs> what, what? You know, you know, because no one talks about World War One. I. I mean, right. that was it's World War Two because. It's the most precious thing in your mind, and that's what you're going to talk about. So 
you have to get back to the beginning. You know, you have to understand your path uh, and your in your past to know which footsteps to take in your future. Because if you don't, as the the, the wise says, a uh, uh, wise tale says, you will repeat what you do not understand. Mm-hmm. Because you don't understand that you're walking in those same footsteps, and you're bound to repeat the errors of the ways of those of old mm-hmm. if you do not understand what they had gone through and mm-hmm. the choices in which they have made. Mm-hmm. So if you understand the choices that they made, why they made them, and how you can change mm-hmm your walk and your path, mm-hmm. you will not fall victim to the hearsays of today's world because we have a lot of people out there who are cunning in words. Mm-hmm. They, they have memorized all these big words in the dictionaries and the thesauruses and everything else, mm-hmm. and they sit up there and, they, and they're great at speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, they can give a sermon and make you get all riled up and want to jump out of your seat reach for your wallet and just throw the whole thing in the, in the collection plate. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not about that. It's about getting souls saved, getting people to, to Christ. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes you sitting there listening to someone who doesn't get you riled up, you know, mm-hmm. want to, you know, it should be the word, not the man or the woman who's given that word, but the word itself that gets you riled up. And some people deliver them in a way to entice you, just as Satan does. Mm-hmm. He takes the word and he twists it and makes it feel so good to you, like, oh, I like the way he said that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me. I, I will take that. Mm-hmm. But it's the wrong thing to take. And, and there's one scripture that you should always remember is, is that um, uh, Jesus said that, that the devil desires to sift you like wheat. So sifting mm-hmm. means that ever so slightly, ever so slightly, just pulling you out, pulling you out, pulling you out, you know, just a little bit by little bit. So he's not going to just let you know the whole plan. You know, like, like you know, people will look at, you know, TV, and sometimes the media is kind of bad with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you see people lopping people's heads off. Okay, so that's not going to always be the way that the enemy comes to you with, a you know, a gun in the face. You know what I mean? That's not his way. His way is to come with something that seems right. Because, you know, the Bible says is that there's a way that seems right, okay? And it's just a little bit tweaked. It's just a little bit wrong. So that's how he comes to, you know, to, to, to connive you and pull you away from the truth. And, and that's the thing. That's what he did with Eve. He gave the word in a literal sense. Mm-hmm. That you would not die this day, and for sure she she received that word in, in him from him, and no, she didn't die that day in the flesh sense, but she spiritually was disconnected from God. Mm-hmm. In the same instance that she was saying how the, how sin comes to you in a very soothful way, look at it in, in an acceptable way. Mm-hmm. Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss, so it's something that is. Long for and wanting, mm-hmm. you want it, and then all of a sudden, but you don't realize it's something that's condemning you to hell, and you just have to be careful about it. It's pulling you into danger. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. all right, I think that's enough for tonight. Beating you over the head with it. <laughs> so. Anybody have anything they want to add or, or ask before we go? Did you enjoy the study? 
I'm enjoying it. Was, it was forcing me to, to actually, you know, really dig in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's cool. And, again, me just learning over and over, and I, I'm enjoying it. I really do. Oh, okay, okay. Good stuff, good stuff. Like I said, I know, I know learning history is not a, everyone's, uh, you okay. know. Okay. Yeah, 14. Genre. I didn't want to go into a history lesson, yeah, but that's just my thing. And it was just, I mean, if, but history is good. Even though I know we're, like, I was thinking about the Bible, because it does say not to pay attention to genealogy or something like that, right? Yes, but, at the same, but at the same time, there are so many genealogies in there. So it's just like, I don't know. I think so history is kind of, no. you know, it doesn't well, seem like, I don't know. Well, no, what, what he was saying with that, because they made an emphasis on knowing... This yeah. stuff and like, oh, if you don't know this stuff, then you you can't be one of us, kind of thing. Because uh, they they were outcast people for anything to keep the 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 clique um, as small as possible because they wanted to be the elite, and you can't have an elite uh, group of people if everyone's in it. So <laughs> they found ways to to um, to um, shave off the masses. And then not only this, you have to remember though too with genealogy, genealogy excludes the, the Gentile. <laughs> so, and oh, and Jesus is about everyone. So that's the reason why he's telling you don't focus on it. You know, don't focus so much. Ooh, what a cool, that's yeah. cool. You know, we are all his children. So. And not to mention the Gentile race came from, actually came from one right. of uh, Noah's sons. Right. Um, Jephthah. Yes, it was Jephthah, the youngest one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah so, so, I mean, so that's, you know, there's always reasons behind what he's saying. Something a little deeper. Sometimes it's not as literal as it sounds. Right. So. All right. I know we're kind of teetering on that. Yeah. For, for next week, we're going to take a break on the history. We, um, I'm coming back the week after with the um, the kings and the timelines, and I'm going to, we're going to go ahead and do that. And, um work on that. So keep that um, study with you and it gives you another two weeks to dig a little deeper into that as well if you haven't done so already. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a little more time. Next week we're going to be focusing on um, Proverbs 24 and 25. Proverbs 24 and 25. Yes. Yeah. And um, Regina, have you um, gotten uh, something to do a study? With? What do you mean? A topic so that you can lead a study? Oh, a t- a t- to talk on? No. Yeah. Okay. So just, but I, uh, something did come to mind, and um, I was going to have you guys throw a word out at me, and then okay. I can tell you my experience, or like a little piece of my experience with that. Okay. All right. Well, so let's far, let's Okay. okay. Let's pray out and then we'll then we'll address that, okay? Alrighty. All right, let's go. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come praying in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, dear Lord God, for this blessed time which you have get, given unto us to gather, dear Lord God, these souls of saints, dear Lord God, in your word. We thank you for your increase in the name of Jesus and thank you for providing for us all that you do for us, dear Lord God. 
watching over us, keeping us all in good health, dear Lord God, watching over our family members and loved ones, dear Lord God, near and far. And we pray in the name of Jesus right now, dear Lord God, as we go about our, our week, dear Lord God, go about our night, our days, dear Lord God, that you continually light our path, dear Lord God, and open our eyes and our minds to see, dear Lord God, before us, dear Lord God, not just what's in front of us, but dear Lord God, that's beyond uh, what's uh, beyond the eyesight, dear Lord God. And we just ask in Jesus' name, dear Lord God, that you continue to do with God, deliver this word to us, increase us, dear Lord God, in the spirit, and we pray, dear Lord God, for love, peace, dear Lord God, and honor amongst one another. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray and thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.